0: tomorrow it's your birthday tomorrow you're gonna level up in one day how does it feel uh feels just like all the other days <laughs> overwhelming and exciting and intense and everything else
1: yeah kind of kinda, kinda. <laughs> that's kind of how it's been lately mm-hmm. so it's it's awesome a friend of mine is hosting a Hobbit party which is not like officially my birthday party it just so happened that uh my friend Emerson was like I want to throw a Hobbit party and I was like well I have Sunday set aside because it's my birthday and I'm not doing anything, so do you want to just do Sunday? And then we got a bunch of people together. And so we're all dressing up. I want pictures. Like Lord of the Rings, yes. hobbity people, just cozy, oh, flower yeah. crowns, but then everybody's bringing food. Yeah, we had one of those out
0: here and it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I they always look so nice.
0: It's it's 10 out of 10, like make the comfiest, coziest outfit and the comfiest, coziest food. It's lovely. Oh, that's the best birthday ever. It's very nerdy. Oh, it's yeah. It's aggressively <laughs> nerdy. <laughs> yeah, but so is everything I do in life. So, like, that didn't even occur to me. I'm also not a huge Tolkien fan.
1: I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not a hater because it's not worth taking that much of a stance on. I do not – I've never enjoyed reading them. Do you remember when we were assigned one year for summer reading – the second book in the Lord of the
0: Rings series, but not the first. Were we assigned, was it like two towers and... Yes. Oh, really? No, I don't remember that. But I also, sorry, mom, didn't really do my summer readings, so... Well, no, that's the game, right? Yeah. You see how little you can read them and then you come in the first day and see how much can seem like you read them. <laughs> Here's a unethical life hack that I used to get through high school and college. Read the first and the last page? No, that's better. Oh, sorry. That's so much better. No, what I would do is wait for someone to make a statement that the teacher, like, agreed with or whatever in class discussions, and then I would raise my hand and then just reword their statement and be like, I really agree. I actually really felt that blah, 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 blah as well. Um, and I, it's how I interpreted it. So I'd be curious if there was anyone who felt differently than, you know, me and so and so, because I think their interpretation is exactly how I felt.
1: Did you white man? Yes. <laughs> Oh my I would god! Call out
0: like so and so said this thing, and I also feel that way. Okay, slightly better. Yeah, it worked. Listen, I graduated, so <laughs> I got a degree. <laughs> Here I am, <laughs> an adult with a degree in computer science. So I'm really glad my cheating through uh, English classes. Really,
1: I actually the I would I reading wasn't the the rub for me. I loved reading. I don't mind doing that those assignments except when we had to read the two towers but not the first one and also Tolkien see, here's the thing here's my real grumpiness at Tolkien a battle described in one page a pivotal battle where important stuff is happening maybe a one page two page okay whatever mm-hmm. five pages about a single horse i'm a horse girl <laughs> it's so annoying i
0: have a confession to make great i have never read Any of The Lord of the Rings, or The Hobbit, or The Cimmerillion.
1: Yeah, no, I only tried to read that one for the book, and no one at me on my page count, but you don't do a Hobbit party for the Tolkien, you do a Hobbit party for the Vibe.
0: Yes, you do it for the Vibe. Uh, I have seen, we did a movie marathon of the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, and... (laughs) No, no. Oh, it took two days. Yeah, it was a lot. That sounds like a, a pandemic, activity it was in person it was before the pandemic because it was in my sister's old apartment we sat and we curled up on the couch and on the floor and boy howdy did we watch all of the movies with some people who also can quote all of the movies ew
1: (laughs) yeah i said what i said ew you're not allowed to watch a movie and quote the entire movie the whole way through you can do the the mummy. You're on the wrong side of the river. Like, you get three. You get four. You do not get to do the whole movie.
0: You know, I'm not gonna um, disagree, but I'm also not gonna yuck the yum of... I feel like Tolkien fans and Star Wars fans are very similar in their, like, fervor. You're right. I should not be saying anything bad. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about either fandom. I just missed the boat on both, despite being a big, huge nerd. I think you and I both kind of fell into the big, huge nerd gamer, like video game, TTRPG, board game, and like history and mythology nerdiness, more so than the like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek nerdiness. I'm
1: not even a proper video game nerd. I'm just history, mystery, mythology. mythology. (laughs) Hi, I'm Rowan Hall. And I'm Tracy Harrison. And this is Willing and Fable, the podcast that brings you original retellings and in-depth research on the history, mystery, and mythology
0: that makes fandom so fascinating. Each week, these two nerds research a topic from history or mythology, and then we write an original story to go along with that topic. So if you'd like to support the show, think about checking out our merch. It's designed by Jamie Harrison, who also was an artist on Candela Obscura for Critical Role. She did. She joined us. <laughs> she did. So feel free to check out our merch and maybe pick up something if it strikes your fancy.
1: We get it, your goth
0: being the operative design, please. Mm-hmm. I also really enjoy, I was looking at them again the other day. I love the proud hag design. Oh, yeah. So good. It's like a tarot card meets being a proud hag meets the mothership and moth. It's amazing.
1: I want to do a little cabin. But instead of chicken feet, it has, like, really different
0: weird, weird feet. I wanted to have high-heeled, yassified girl feet. That's what I wanted. <laughs> like those
1: lamps that are the the yes. leg
0: with the fishnets? Yes, nets. exactly that. But then it's, like, an old, dilapidated cabin on top. Our Baba Yaga house is a showgirl. Yes, that's <laughs> what I want. Like, truly in my
1: bones. Okay, I'm sure we know the person <laughs> who can make that happen. Yes. <laughs> If you want to support the podcast, you can always become a patron at patreon.com. All of our patrons are very kind and lovely and hang out in our Discord with us. And we thank you so much for allowing us to keep
0: podcasting because truly, we couldn't do it without you. So join us. It's fun. Yes. Thank you for joining us and thank you for being in the Discord. And one other way you can support the show is by befriending your locally sourced ghost. But no matter what you do, we're just happy to have you here.
1: Sorry, was that shop local,
0: buy organic, but for ghosts? 100%, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was. The farmer's market where they sell ghosts?
0: Yeah, I might have gone to a farmer's market this morning and then decided that's what I wanted the little intro to be.
1: Homegrown, all-natural ghosts. (laughs) Murdered in your community, guaranteed. Yes. Fresh, locally sourced daily. I quickly, quickly, forgive me, want to pivot back to this movie hot take that I had and say that assuming everyone is down for it who's watching, contrary to the constant quoter, I love the trivia people.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like the people I watched it with were very much that. Um, I mean, constant quoting, but also all the trivia, which, you know me, I will buy the DVD just for the director's commentary for the trivia. So I love movie trivia.
1: Yeah, when everybody always talks about the dude kicking the helmet and then having to do the movie mm-hmm. with a broken toe or something. Everyone got hurt on that set. Yeah. I love that stuff. I uh, My favorite fact is that the amazing lipstick that they put on Liv Tyler to play Arwen was Black Honey by Clinique, and mm-hmm. I wear it all the time. And every time I pull it out, whoever I'm around has to hear me in a very pretentious voice pretend to be a Tolkien trivia nerd.
0: i remember when you made both of your short films i made you sit down with me and do an impromptu director's commentary and tell me all the trivia
1: i forgot about that yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good trivia uh me getting smooched on by a cow in the middle of a take was my fave
0: Uh, my favorite fun fact is in your short film and will your character has exactly one line you say one line and it's because you got a, a waitress to help you with the shot and you felt you rowan felt so bad not thanking her when she dropped the food off at the table or the drink off at the table mm-hmm. that the only line you have in the movie is you saying thank you to her as you got the thing delivered this character was supposed to not
1: talk that was part of the deal but she was a real for real kind lovely waitress who helped us and i panicked <laughs> so anxious and she was being so kind and she was kind of like looking at me and you know this was her first time being on camera and boy howdy was i not gonna not thank that girl <laughs> and we were moving so quickly that that was it we like, yeah. shot it and moved on
0: yeah <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that i love that fact but that fact has nothing to do with what we're talking about not today. not a single thing no There's not a transition in sight, so we're going to just hard pivot. So about bathroom ghosts. Yes. (laughs) Today we're talking about Akamanto, a famous uh, Japanese urban legend about a toilet ghost. But before we jump into Akamanto specifically, I want to talk about Japanese urban legends as a whole. Mm, Okay. My first big introduction into Japanese urban legends was actually during one of the many infamous PowerPoint parties that my friends and I have hosted over the years. My sister covered... Japanese urban legends and horror stories as her first ever PowerPoint presentation, and it has stuck with me ever since. Simply put, in Japan, urban legends often revolve around contemporary examples of yore, which are Japanese ghosts, rather than traditional folklore yokai. These legends often take place in schools or urban environments and serve as cautionary tales for their audience. So I started to wonder why people in Japan, and frankly all over the world, are so invested in these stories in particular. And the article Deconstructing Japanese Urban Legends tackles this idea when the author says that, quote, Despite residing in a densely populated community, many Japanese people find themselves feeling isolated and dislocated. On top of that, certain urban phenomena that cannot be experienced in the countryside can be nerve-wracking. City dwellers often wonder why trains only travel certain routes, why there are specific customs to follow in the cities, why certain anime shows are never broadcast, and the list goes on. Instead of delving into these topics through logical research and attempting to understand them, it is much easier to come up with rumors and strange theories constructing a world of make-believe. In a sense, these myths serve as a means to escape, Believing in obvious rumors allows one to temporarily forget about the mundane and stressful reality, meanwhile building a community of urban legend believers. Even so, what separates Japanese urban legends from those of other countries is their subtlety. The subtle nature in these legends can be traced back to the Japanese ghost-slash-monster literature genre, Kaidan. Dating back to the beginning of the Edo period in 1603, the genre often highlights the very mystical yet chilling details of ghosts and monsters, end quote. That is such a good quote. Yeah, it was a really good article that I found talking about why people in Japan have created such a phenomenon around urban legends. Because I feel like when you think about urban legends, you think about vanishing hitchhikers and some of the mid-20th century Americana urban legends and japanese urban legends
1: the idea of urban phenomena is something that i don't think i've ever really spent a lot of time thinking about but that's absolutely the case there are certain eerie scary details about being in the city that just cannot be recreated and i think normally we think of the flip in the countryside Mm -hmm. like oh everything's dark there's no people around
0: right you're alone whereas you can be surrounded by so many people in the city and still be isolated
1: it's just brilliant i never thought of that
0: yeah i hadn't thought of it either until i started digging into this research and trying to figure out why japanese urban legends are so popular and and this is what came up so i found it really interesting so i was i was happy to get to share it
1: and i'm not especially well versed in japanese urban legends but the ones that i think of in urban settings I think all the ones that I know are always a person who seems like a normal person from a distance. And then when you go up to them, they're mm-hmm. terrifying. They're a monster. They're a ghost. And that idea of people not being what they seem yeah, does feel like
0: a, a fear that is especially relevant in the city. Absolutely. in In a country like Japan where there is so much – community focused even in cities the idea of an individual posing a threat speaks to an underlying anxiety that is really interesting and and unique to a culture that is so community focused in the sense that people are safe you see children walking around on their own i
1: was shocked to learn that
0: yeah it's very very safe you know quote unquote surface level um and then there's this underlying anxiety of what if it's not or what if this person's not
1: I was so surprised. I watched a clip in a documentary about children in big cities in Japan, how they can just walk around by themselves because it's part of culture to believe that it's every adult's responsibility to make sure the children are okay. Mm -hmm. And that is so not
0: culture in America. No. They just came out recently saying I think now 12-year-olds are only allowed to be left home alone for no more than – it's like two or four hours. There's some rule around it. I didn't know they made rules about that. They do have certain rules and laws around kids being allowed to be alone. Things that you and I did as children are absolutely illegal. Going off and going to stores by yourself and stuff like that when you're six, seven, eight, nine 9 years old. Hmm. Uh, Which is interesting because I know 12-year-olds who were babysitting when I was a 12-year-old.
1: You know what would work a lot better to keep children safe? Gun legislation. I agree with that.
0: <laughs> Completely. Hmm. hmm no hmm. counter argument here gun legislation please and thank you hmm
1: maybe it's not children walking around on their own hmm,
0: hmm. yeah maybe maybe it's not children's fault Ooh, hmm. hot tank yeah yeah well you know i love to keep it spicy <sighs> all right okay we're mad so. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about akamanto specifically Akamanto is a male spirit that wears a red cloak and a mask to conceal his face. The spirit is said to haunt public or school bathrooms, particularly the last stall of female restrooms. Maria Mosin writes for TBS News that, quote, Akamanto used to be a handsome young man when he was alive, most likely a high school student. He was often seen wearing a distinctive red cape. Because of his good looks, many teenage girls admired him and constantly hounded him. Unable to deal with his flock of admirers, Akamanto concealed his face with a white mask so that those girls would not be able to notice him. It is unknown what happened next, but it is most likely that while hiding in the last stall of a female bathroom to hide from his frantic admirers, Akamanto somehow died. After his death, Akamanto returned as an evil spirit and promised a brutal death to anyone who entered the last stall of a female bathroom. End quote. I want to clarify, this is the only place where I found such a detailed backstory of Akamanto. Normally, there is no explanation for his presence. He just is a ghost that is in bathrooms. But I had to include it because I thought that was a fun story. I wonder if that story was added much later. Oh, it has to be. Has to be.
1: I would be interested to know if the last stall in women's restrooms goes even slightly less unused. Like if people stay away from it
0: even a bit because of this lore. I wonder too. I also am someone who doesn't gravitate to the last stall of a restroom regardless. I
1: heard in science class once when I was really little, and I don't know if it's true because I don't think I heard it from the teacher, that (laughs) the first stall of a bathroom is usually the cleanest because people don't go right for it. So I go for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have no evidence to prove that, but uh, I believe it. And it sounds exactly like the kind of thing someone would say in science class. Right. That is completely untrue. It sounds
1: like the kind of thing that someone would say and is completely untrue. And yet, here I am.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Living your life by it, which I would too. (laughs) According to the most common versions of the legend, while using the toilet, individuals may encounter Akamanto, who presents them with a choice between red or blue paper. In some versions, the options are red or blue cloaks. However... Choosing red leads to fatal lacerations or flaying, while choosing blue results in strangulation or draining of all the blood from the body. Selecting a different color that has not been offered results in the person being dragged to the underworld, and some accounts suggest that choosing yellow will lead to the person's head being forced into the toilet.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah? (laughs) I'm... I'm sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but... Okay... Okay, um, does he live in the toilet? I guess he must. Because I'm picturing that, um... Are you thinking, like, in
0: the toilet, in the toilet? Because I was picturing, like, you walk into the stall and he's kind of hovering above the toilet.
1: Oh, no, I was thinking of... God, what's the little girl's name in Harry Potter written by that awful turf? Moaning Myrtle? Moaning Myrtle. I was thinking of Moaning Myrtle. Again, we don't don't buy Harry Potter books here. But I was thinking of Moaning Myrtle and he, like, comes out of the toilet... Which might. would be absolutely terrifying if you're sitting there. And what's the – what? They, he offers you paper and all answers
0: are bad? Oh, yeah. Uh, red means he will, like, flay you or um, give you fatal lacerations. Blue is basically, like, suffocation, strangulation. Um, don't pick yellow is really, like, the number one.
1: Yeah, I guess I'd rather die by fatal laceration than being drowned in the toilet.
0: Yeah, he, uh, definitely. But there is a chance you could survive an encounter with Akamanto. You can do so by ignoring him, uh, rejecting both options offered, escaping the bathroom, or utilizing a combination of the above methods. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: That feels... Uh, the messaging on just ignore him is not my favorite. The And I don't want to extrapolate this too far. It feels mm-hmm. a little bit unjust, but the... Man is harassing you,
0: just ignore him vibe. Yeah, which is a problem in Japanese cultures. Which again, you can see in the anxieties of these kinds of stories. It makes
1: sense that a little detail like that would appear in a a culture where women are stressed about being harassed by men. I could see this story easily coming out in American culture.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, why a toilet ghost? Yeah, Tracy, why a toilet ghost? According to yokai.com, quote, Tracing the origin of urban legends can be difficult. Akamanto is fairly old as far as urban legends go. It is recorded as a popular schoolyard rumor as early as the 1930s, and its popularity hasn't faded even as newer toilet legends such as Tore no Hakano-san have come into existence. One explanation for Akamanto's origin and continued popularity is its nature. It may be a reflection of the anxiety inherent in being a student. Akamanto asks children an impossible question to which any answer results in something terrible. That feeling is not too different from having to answer a difficult problem on a test or a teacher's question in front of the whole classroom when you don't know the answer. Akamanto's appearance has changed over time, along with the Japanese lexicon. Today, manto is the Japanese word for cloak or cape, and so Akamanto is usually depicted wearing a long, red-hooded cloak. However, in the 1930s, when this urban legend was born, Monto referred to a shorter sleeveless kimono jacket. As a result, different generations have different visual impressions of what Akamanto looks like. End quote. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Is this like a kid's schoolyard thing, like Bloody Mary? So could you imagine going into the last stall and changing the paper to red and blue? <gasps>
0: That would be so good. be so so good. good.
1: And doing nothing else. No no hiding out, no additional harassment. Just Mm -hmm. changing
0: the toilet paper colors. Oh my god, that's so... I want to know if anyone's ever done that. Oh my god, Tracy, this picture is terrifying. Okay, so before you get to the real scary picture, why don't you describe the less scary picture that I have (gasps) Ah! for you of what Akamanto looks like.
1: Okay, um... Okay, first picture is fine. It's just a sketch. Honestly, it's clip Mm art-esque uh it's just a little guy in it's if red riding hood wore a scary yellow mask you'd be picturing it correctly so long red cape hood is up little bow at the neck there's a yellow mask with yeah and this one it is yellow which is interesting with uh eyes that are kind of i they remind me of the shape of fox eyes that you see in japanese Mm -hmm. painting of fox spirits yes and then a Uncanny smiley face situation And he's holding A red and a blue paper The blue is being offered up more And the red's like a little bit back So I think he might be in a strangulation mood
0: I think he's feeling that vibe So this is the official picture when you go onto Wikipedia Like anyone who Googles Akamanto This is what you'll find The next picture is a screenshot from The Akamanto survival horror video game
1: Okay
0: Which Rowan will not be playing
1: (laughs) No well, first of all, it it's one of those video games that is hyper realistic. So it looks like you're looking at someone at eye level. It's from your point of view. Mm-hmm. The character in the video game is holding a Zippo lighter out. The stalls are lit up on either side of them. The door is open, and then you can see all the way back: stall, 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 stall. So mm-hmm. long hallway, and then right in the middle, there is a figure in a long red. Honestly, it looks more like a dress in this scenario. It does. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the hood up, but the mask is all white,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it has uh, heavy lids, uh, eyes that in this lighting look – you know the the kind of glare you pictured a villain would give when you were a child? Oh, yeah. Like the narrowed eyes. Um, a round nose – That's three-dimensional in the mask, so it's not drawn on, it's molded. Mm -hmm. And then another one of those icky little smiles. I would scream so loud just playing that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the game comes with this warning on Steam. It says, The game is around 90 to 120 minutes long, depending on your skill and play style. Warning, this game is very challenging. You were only granted one life, and death would mean a start over. If you are not confident in the ability to stay calm and persevere in the scariest of situations, you may find this game frustrating. I'm frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I won't be playing this game at any point, but I thought it was cool that there's an Akamanto game and uh, even people like Markiplier have played it on his channel. So it's, it's not like a game that no one's ever heard of.
1: I would kick that
0: guy so hard. Oh, in a panic. Absolutely.
1: Well, yeah, because you got your feet may be the first and only line of defense.
0: Yeah. And oh my god, can you imagine trying to kick him and it just goes through? Like he can only is solid when he wants to be kind of thing. Ooh. Also, you're in a bathroom stall, so what is your current clothing situation? Oh my god, what if your feet are hampered by the fact that your pants are around your ankles? Exactly. Oh, nightmare fuel.
1: And... I suspect that it might be coming from the fact that I'm familiar with American-style ghost stories, so they don't feel quite as other and therefore not Mm -hmm. as eerie to me. But I do find Japanese horror lore, ghost stories, legends, monsters, to be particularly unnerving. Yeah. And I, I really do think it's a familiarity thing. Like when I see a ghost floating around with chains, I'm like, oh yeah, last episode, Christmas Carol, cool. Right. I know this. It's not as scary. But when I see something with a mask, hard pass. I mean, I want to go. I want to go there and I want to find the ghost, but I don't want to be snuck up on in a bathroom.
0: <laughs> I think that's part of what makes them so scary. Is we think of hauntings from American Styles as happening in specific places that are creepy. The place itself is what makes it creepy, and then there's a ghost there, which is different from this which is you're in a bathroom we're in bathrooms every single day and something terrifying happens and you have almost no way to win
1: also public bathrooms when you're in them by yourself are automatically creepy Mm -hmm. i mean how many murders movies have killed people in bathrooms this is legitimately scary and i was prepared to giggle the whole way through and (laughs) there is giggling but also if that thing snuck up on me i would
0: I did pitch it very heavily as, like, silly toilet ghost, so I definitely skewed you in that direction. He is a silly, goofy guy just trying to have a murder. He is. Um, So before I jump into my story, the last fact I wanted to share with you is that in the 2021 South Korean television series, Squid Game, you might have heard of it, (laughs) players are offered the choice of a red or a blue paper tile, but this choice does not affect the outcome. And the show's director confirmed in an interview that this was a reference to the Akamanto legend. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, are you ready for my story for Akamanto today? Yes. I had a lot of fun with this one. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in demon school, they make it sound like finding a job after graduation is going to be the easy part. They inundate you with positive and motivational sayings like, everything you learn here will help you in the future, Because with every creak and every whisper, you rewrite the history of the paranormal. If you can haunt a hallway, then you can haunt a grand hall. It's all about attitude. Remember, you are more than just an apparition. You are a force to be reckoned with. And I actually believed them. I put my whole entire being into my lessons. I was top of my class in hauntings, slayings, and the spectral arts. I really believed that if I put my heart and soul into my classes, that it would pay off for me in the end. And then I graduated. And nothing happened. It's not like I was sitting around waiting for someone to just hand me a haunting position, but I must have gone to over 20 different interviews in the first few months after graduation. But no one seemed to want me. It was always, thanks, we'll contact you don't contact us. And never, you are the most terrifying spirit we've ever seen and we'd like to offer you our top job right now. I'm not asking for the world here. I'd just like some recognition for all of the good work that I've done. I never expected the world to be handed to me on a silver platter, but you know, sometimes you yearn for the recognition of the hard work you've put in over the years. The constant rejections can make you question your abilities and the value of your education and Doubt creeps in and frustration begins to consume you. So it was after my 21st interview, when I had been rejected, before I even left the building, that everything changed. In a fit of fury and frustration, I rushed into the bathroom to calm myself down and hide inside of the last stall. I sat there for almost an hour trying not to have a full-on screaming and crying breakdown. Well, color me surprised when a woman opened the door to the stall and tried to walk in. She startled me, I startled her. It was a weird moment for both of us. But in a stroke of genius, or insanity, I decided that this was my chance to have a little fun. So I reached into the red cloak I'd worn for the interview and pulled out two options for toilet paper. Not entirely sure what I was going to do next, I offered her the choice between red and blue. The woman was absolutely panicked, which was fun for me. But eventually, after stammering in fear for a few moments, she chose the blue paper. Interesting. What was I to do with that? Blue, 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 Oh, suffocation. It was a simple solution, bordering on cliche, but like my teachers used to say, classics are classics for a reason. So I went with my gut and I strangled her in the stall. It seemed like the best choice at the time. And it felt so good. For the first time in months, I was finally living up to my potential and doing it in a way that was all my own. I hadn't intended to become a toilet ghost. I mean, it was far from the grand hauntings of rivers or castles, but it was an honest way to haunt. And more importantly, it was mine. That one choice changed the course of my existence forever. The story of what happened in the bathroom that day spread quickly around the city, then around the world, and suddenly I was haunting stalls in places I'd never even dreamed of. And I had fun changing up the routine every once in a while. Sometimes I would offer the person a cloak instead of toilet paper, especially if I was low on colored paper. Other times I would just let them live so they could spread the news of what I was doing. Then there were the people who tried to be clever. They would say yellow, which was obviously not an option. So I dealt with them in a manner I saw fitting. I drowned them to death in the toilet bowl. I wonder what they put on the tombstone. Sometimes I would laugh to myself, imagining how the family tried to spin that one into something palatable. It felt like I went from a nobody spirit struggling to find my place in the world to a global phenomena overnight. So to the woman who walked into the bathroom stall on the day that I was having a breakdown, I just wanted to say thank you for everything that you gave to me. And I'm sorry I strangled you to death. That wasn't very cool of me. But in the end, I managed to find a sense of purpose and fulfillment in an unexpected path. While my haunting aspirations didn't unfold as I imagined, they turned out to be better than I ever could have dreamed.
1: Amazing. One of my favorites that you've done in recent (laughs) times. So good. I
0: love it. I had so much fun with that. And I have to give you credit because the idea for that story came from when I was hanging out with you in Los Angeles and I knew I wanted to cover... Acomanto, but I was like, I don't know what I would even write. And you're like, what if it was just about like him being annoyed that he had to become a toilet ghost? Oh, <laughs> you did such a good
1: job. Thank you. It's so funny. It's also, you did a great job of putting us on his side. Like, yeah, you got to strangle, you got to haunt. It's just your job. Everyone toils under capitalism.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, while I was writing this, the sentence so I went with my gut and strangled her in the stall. It seemed like the best choice at the time. I, like, cried laughing as I was writing that alone in my house because I was like, what an unhinged sentence to write. It It is a very
1: much you story. The way this ghost speaks is a way that you speak when you're being ironic but very, like, <laughs> even-keeled. You're not giving away the joke. It' So good. I relate to that all on a visceral level. Like, when you can't find the yeah. job that you want – Or you feel like you're working hard
0: for not a lot of fruit. Yeah. I wanted it to feel like that feeling of putting your heart and soul into something and being really frustrated because you were told that hard work was all you needed to succeed. And it turns out that's not the case. And then the reality being you either luck into or kind of stumble into something that you didn't even know you wanted. It's
1: also an interesting parallel to the – conundrum that the story really highlights, which is, you know, no matter what you choose, you're you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And him working really hard and still ending up in a bad job or what he originally viewed as a bad job is kind of that you, no matter what, you're just screwed. And I think that that's the most sinister element of the story, like thinking that you can affect your fate, like if you can just get it right, mm-hmm. if you can just get it right, you'll live. That's the, the part that makes it so scary. And then to have that turned on its head and be quite funny it
0: is, is just delicious. Um, nom, 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 Chef's Thank kiss. Thank you. This, this one was really fun. I, I had a blast. So, shout out to my little toilet boy, Akamanto. Oh my God. What is it with you, Kappa? Akamanto? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Kappas took me by surprise. I genuinely thought Kappas were going to be like, fun little f- turtle frog kind of creatures and then they ended up being so nasty but i still love them tell people why they're nasty in case they haven't heard uh, oh, the oh for people episode. who haven't listened to our kappa episode they're a, a yokai a japanese spirit who um will suck your soul out of your butt <laughs> rip your soul out of your butt it kind of depends on the story uh they think it's in this <gasps> thing behind your uh, kidney or liver and then they, the way they get to it is
1: why <laughs>
0: Uh, See, because I imagine Akamanto
1: also being in a toilet bowl, I want to know why
0: all these scary boys are so wet. (laughs) And I never imagined him being in a a toilet bowl. I did picture it much more like that video game image of him kind of floating and being terrifying. It didn't occur Um, to me that he wouldn't be. That's (laughs) so fair and valid. (laughs) And you're right. If that is the case, then both of these creatures I've covered are very... Gross and wet. (laughs) Ew.
1: (laughs) No, it's fantastic. Again, I said it already. I'm not super familiar with Japanese ghost stories and legends. I know little bits about a lot of them, but not enough to connect the through line in the way that you really did here. And it's so satisfying because I just love a ghost story. I just want to know all the ghost stories. Mm -hmm. I want to go on a ghost hunt. I think we should probably go
0: looking for this gentleman. This kind, sir? Yes. I would love to do a ghost hunt with you. I think that would be very fun and terrifying. I think I would be doing the thing of aggressively smiling and being like, you know the, the clip on that went by all over the girl being like, I'm not crying, I'm laughing. That'd I be love me. that child. The whole time we'd be doing a ghost hunt.
1: That child has some internalized issues that are going to come out when they are older.
0: <laughs> Don't we all?
1: All right, Tracy, tell me something good. Okay.
0: My something good is that this morning I got to wake up and meet up with some friends at a local strawberry festival slash farmers market.
1: Oh my gosh! How could I forget? It's the strawberry festival that happens on Memorial Day weekend, which was always my birthday, and that's what I always used to do for my birthday. Yes, how was
0: it? Oh, it was so nice. I got to bring Malcolm, and he was like shockingly well behaved. I wasn't sure how he would be, but he was so good. He was so polite. You know, he was tugging along because he was excited to see and smell everything. But he was so good with all the other dogs, so good with kids, just happy to be there. He was It was awesome. We got some fresh strawberries and I found this amazing candle store and pottery. This, like, woman who does pottery and we're just chatting with people and it was really fun. For the record,
1: uh, the Strawberry Festival has also a light-up fair element.
0: Yeah, this was this was not the, quote-unquote, the Strawberry Festival. This right. was, like... A smaller <laughs> farmers market early morning situation.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like Memorial Day weekend, there are farmers markets and they do the strawberry thing. That's like this big capitalized on idea, I guess. And then there's yeah. also the light up fair that comes to town. That's you know the Ferris wheel and the ship mm-hmm. and the all the funnel cake and stuff. And so Memorial Day weekend is such a fun time back home.
0: Yeah, and the weather's lovely right now. Not too hot for Malcolm to walk around, so he's enjoying being out and about. Ugh,
1: that sounds like a dream.
0: It was great. It was a really, it was a lovely morning and then I got to come home and jump on here and podcast with you and then my afternoon is going to a bookstore with a different friend. So it's just a great day for me. Ugh, books. Go get, go get books. My TBR is so much longer than it should be. Oh my God, same with mine. And I just started um, a new book last night and I'm going to go pick up a bunch more because I am who I am.
1: Oh, TBR for anyone who doesn't know is to be read. Yes. There's also a Japanese phrase specifically for buying a bunch of reading material and having it pile up. It's sundoku, T-S-U-N-D-O-K-U. It's something that I've only ever read, but it's basically this idea of buying books not to
0: read them, but to like fill your house with them. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I am absolutely guilty of that. And I'm excited to go do it again tonight.
1: The main decor theme in my home
0: is books. So. For you, I'd say it's books, art, and skulls. Art and skulls, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's your turn now. Tell me something good.
1: So speaking of art, tonight I'm going with a friend to this place in Los Angeles where they put a big canvas up. They, like, put you in plastic clothing. They put up a canvas. You fill balloons with paint and they hang them from chains and then from really far away you shoot them with an airsoft gun so the paint goes on the canvas oh my god that's amazing put the canvas in a giant spinner machine and it spins around all the paint
0: oh my god i want videos and pictures of that please i
1: know it looks really fun and then when you're done you get to just throw water balloons of paint at the walls
0: oh my god i've done that in real life not in like a fancy setting like that like just in someone's backyard Mm -hmm. barbecue bonfire situation and it was so fun and so messy and i am insisting if you feel like you can have your phone out i really want pictures and videos of this right
1: my parents when they were young and i think maybe first started to date they filled water guns with paint and then sprayed canvas
0: that's so cool.
1: I know. So getting messy and artsy. It just sounds like a really good time. I don't know what's going to come out of it. I I'm like, okay, we got to have a limited palette maybe so that when we spin it, it doesn't get muddy.
0: Yeah. You got you got to have colors that can blend together and create new
1: colors. So, suggestions on palettes always welcome. Remember that time you needed palettes while you were on a plane and I sent you color palettes? This is I'm coming to you and I'm asking for
0: you to repay the favor, okay? <laughs> This is the Bernie Sanders team. I am once again coming to you, asking for color palettes. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to have my back on this. You got it. You got it. You got to go with colors like I said that can blend together. So you got to do like reds and blues. Maybe you could do like CYNK thing of like shift it slightly to like. A jewel toned version of those colors? I was thinking like
1: that sunset palette where it's like aqua, turquoise, navy blue going to that like orange toned red. You gotta be careful where you place those colors. I don't think I get to decide where I place those colors, girl. They're going on a chain.
0: You're right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, because the orange and the blue can just become brown is the problem
1: okay tracy getting here with color palettes or or everything might be lost
0: you know what and it, it, we here's the thing maybe everything turns into a purplish brown because that's what all these colors blend into why are we knocking purplish brown okay she's a hero she's a legend she's an icon
1: i'm not sure purplish brown needs you to defend her but you know what y- sure i'm doing it anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And this is our podcast that we're always doing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today and remember that stories grow with the telling. So if you like what we do, tell a friend or tell a foe and we'll
1: see you soon, okay? Thank you so much for joining us for the Willing and Fable podcast. This episode was written and produced by Tracy Harrison and Rowan Hall. That's me. Our logo is by Jamie Harrison, and our music is by Taylor Ashe. If you ever want to watch or read what we're reading, head over to willingandfable.com for our show notes and custom merch, or find us at Willing on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok to join the discussion. We hope you'll rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast using your favorite listening source. And check out Willy and Fable on Patreon, where we have more than a few surprises for you, including custom artwork, stories, and access to our secret Discord channel. And of course, join us next time for another round of original retellings and in-depth research on the history, mystery, and mythology that makes the world so fascinating.
0: desanguination. Exsanguination? Yeah, that's the right word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know a lot
1: about exsanguination, and let me tell you... <laughs>